Welcome to the Battle Science Podcast, a Pokemon Go PvP podcast where we talk about Pokemon Go and PvP and how those two things relate and Silpharina and Go Battle League and everything else. And uh, That's a magic carp that's not shiny. Uh, <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Steven, a.k.a. A Boy in the Woods. Joining me as always is Jesse, a.k.a. Rocket Admin J. Uh, you got Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I was excited for half a second. I don't want to hear. I don't. No. No. I'm going to send you to a pit of despair. <laughs> You've activated my trap card. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, the tides have turned. Uh, this episode is for the 19th of June, 2020. Um, if you are listening to this in the future, uh, yes, coronavirus is still a thing. Uh, yes, police brutality is still a thing. Um, boy, howdy, are we living in, uh, the year 2020 is a year that will last several years, I should say. Time, ugh, ugh, I don't even, uh, I don't even know. Oh, but we're here, we're doing a podcast, and there's some new stuff to cover. Uh... Jesse, how have you been in the last two weeks? Tired. Work's kicking my butt. <laughs> yeah, because you've got you're you're considered you're still considered essential, and you're getting mm-hmm. like more. Or no, your hours are different. I should say. Yeah, but I'm still working <laughs> full time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not working even part time. Uh, it's going good, Texas PVP. We're uh, we're we're back live. Uh, we did the two weeks ago podcast. Uh, not live on Twitch, um, for the, uh, uh, media blackout. Um, it's been two weeks. I can't remember all of the details. Um, and then the podcast came out <laughs> late because, uh, I am a slob and, uh, my computer got surrounded by, uh, uh, boxes and stuff, which it's still surrounded, but it's, I've moved stuff around so I can access my computer now. And I can Is it like one of those record. things where you stack boxes that look like a chair? No. No, I'm still okay. in my regular chair. You're I'm not just that surrounded bad by yet. It. No. No, I'm like trying to clean up and stuff. So like I think we recorded the podcast and then like a day later I found that I had mold growing in my downstairs room. So I had to like shift everything around and then clean up the mold and still keeping an eye out for more mold. Uh it's a long story and process. Um uh, yeah. I this isn't a a a mold podcast. This is a Pokemon podcast. <laughs> Maybe after I'll talk about the my my mold problems. Um, is there a mold Pokemon? I don't think there is. There's tons of uh, there's Fours. tons of fung. There's like fungus and mushrooms, but I don't know if there's like an actual mold Pokemon. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't uh like a a, a regional version of Pseudo Wudo with moss or mold or something on it would be interesting mm-hmm. maybe it'll actually become a grass type pokemon but grass uh and rock. yeah it actually becomes grass but that's not because it's a tree it's just because a the parasite mold. is growing on it <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry pseudo wudo you still don't count as a tree <laughs> you're infected <gasps> but as people Yikes. can see that are here in the stream uh first topic we're going to talk about i think is the most 
exciting news of the, the event so far. Ex I think it's the one everyone's looking forward to. Exciting. And I'm really glad that they went with this approach this year instead of trying to put it in a single location. <laughs> You're playing the pronouns game. Uh, we're talking about Pokemon Go Fest 2020. Um, I think we all kind of expected it to go remote with all the way that the community days have worked and the all of the safari zones that they've done. Or no, what, mm -hmm. do they what did they call them safari zones? What did they call them? Yeah, they were safaris. Okay. Um, all of the different safari zones. Why am I trying to catch a totodile? Um. <laughs> uh, so, Pokemon Go Fest is remote, so you can play it at home. Uh, what's the ticket cost? Is it fifteen dollars? I have the article here, but for you know. U.S. dollars, it is fourteen ninety nine plus tax. Uh, tax include the tax. Come on, if I can do it at the local theater that I have, why not you? Why can't you include the tax? <laughs> it's a logistical problem. I'm busting chops here. Um, <laughs> uh, still take place over two days, July 25th and July 26th. So, one thing I do want to point out about that uh -huh. is this is the first event ticket that lasts multiple days. Mm, okay. Not that that doesn't change a whole heck of a lot. Does it? I mean, you get the same stuff you would for one day normally for two days. That's true. That's true. That would make sense. Uh, or that's that's a, a, a good distinction there. Um, so it's still time gated like it would be in uh, if, if there was, you know, if it was in Chicago or something um, or or uh, in Dortmund or any of the yeah. other places they've been in the past. Um, so 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. I believe both days. Um, there's going to be spawns and quests and special research and all of that fun stuff. Um, and Good a stuff bunch we of, look forward to when we get the events. Yeah. And a, a handful of interesting, um, integrations within the, the Pokemon go app itself now. Uh, so mm -hmm. within the, like today view and stuff, we're going to see the global challenges, uh, return, but within, um, within the game itself rather than via images on Twitter, um, which is kind of awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's a big step forward. I mean, you remember how much we've talked about how we'd love to see more integration in the app other than third-party apps. Yeah, but between push notifications and, and updates and all of that stuff. Um, um, let's see here um there's there will a be you can buy yes there's a t-shirt you can buy it was sold out sort of and now it's back um i think it's one of those things where you just gotta kind of keep poking at it and seeing if it's there i believe there was a technical problem because niantic support actually tweeted out and was like yeah it says that it's sold out give us a few we're, we're there's some there's some issue in the back end so mm -hmm. they they fixed that um the t-shirt is lame <laughs> the what oh only, only red? red oh i mean i don't yeah. mind I obviously <laughs> valor for life. Um, have I ever told the story on the podcast of how I accidentally selected valor? No, but let's save that for later. Okay. Yeah. I accidentally, it forced me to, to pick one and then I, I didn't realize I couldn't back out and I accidentally picked valor. Um, let's see. Uh, maybe I just found your birthday present. Oh, maybe. Um, weekly challenges leading up to Pokemon go fest 2020. Um, uh, I mean, I, I imagine it's going to be stuff that we've seen in the past, like 
catch X number of Pokemon of this type or this species, interact with so many different things. I mean, even in the picture up here that you can see, one of the challenges is send 100,000 gifts to friends. I first saw that and I was like, that can't be just per person. No, that's the global challenge. Oh, okay. no. That's that not as not. bad. <laughs> yeah, if that were per person, then we'd have bigger problems. Um, we'd we'd run into the same thing that uh, the Destiny community ran into. Uh, oh, goodness. It was only like two or three weeks ago where uh, there was like a, a public event and everyone had to throw orbs at another orb in a public event. But you had to do like a, a million plus like globally. Um, to like get the next story and uh, a lot of the community was like you know what no let's not do that because that's it's there's like no rewards t tied to it or anything and it's just like completely boring and they were just like no so if we that would be an interesting I doubt we would see that here in Pokemon Go there's enough casual players that are just going to do it um, yeah. but I would be interested to, if we ever got to that point of yeah this is an unrealistic goal let's just abstain from doing that period mm -hmm. um, yeah that would be an interesting threshold to cross. Uh, uh, a couple key notes on the announcement here. Uh -huh. A few days before the event, you'll receive a medal. When you open the app during day one, you'll receive access to the Pokemon Go Fest experience and the first part of the special research story. I think the research story is meaning like, you know, last year we had Jirachi. The year before that, we had Celebi. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be the mythical, if you will, of the year. Uh-huh. But then it also says make sure to open the app during the second day to receive a second special research. Yeah, so there's so, a lot of all of the information that they've shared has been so it's like the every hour the quote unquote habitat changes. Um, mm -hmm. So you get different type spawns and all of that stuff. Um, all of the information that they've said have only been for day one. They've basically said day two is a surprise. You have to open the game and encounter it when we get there. So who yeah. knows what we're going to get on day two. Um, which is both uh, exciting and maybe a little scary. So, um... But further down here in the article, it also says, after you've obtained special research lines, you can complete them anytime. Tickets to this fence are non-refundable, subject to pickle blah, 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 blah. But I think the bigger thing underneath that is, why don't you go ahead and read that paragraph, the lead up to Pokemon Go Fest will bring weekly challenges down here at the bottom. Oh, I've made mention about this. Oh, by the way, the Numble I just caught is a ditto. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, I just caught a Numble and it was a ditto. Uh, ditto community yeah. hour, what? <laughs> yeah, so the three weeks uh, of weekly challenges in the form of Go Fest 2020 timed research lines. By completing these timed research lines, trainers will unlock additional Pokemon appearances during Pokemon Go Fest 2020. Stay tuned for more details in a future announcement. So basically, the throwback challenge that we just completed, we're getting a different version of that. Um, yeah, that's more or less what I saw, but it'll be during the actual event time window the so the reward for all of them will be during the event window correct um which is interesting i wonder what sort of extra spawns they would give depending on if we succeed for those and i can't imagine we wouldn't there's never been a year where we failed i know there was one year where people purposely didn't do anything just to prove the point that they would still push it yeah <laughs> just to be like all right you're gonna you're gonna do this it's um it was a game of chicken yeah. Or I guess a game of Torchic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the neat little thing, so, uh, they'll be donating Niantic proceeds for the GoFest ticket sales, committing a minimum of $5 million. Half of the proceeds donated will be used to fund new projects from Black Gaming and AR creators that can uh, live on Niantic 
the Niantic platform with the goal of increasing content that represents a more diverse view of the world. The other half will go to U.S. nonprofit organizations that are helping local communities rebuild. So that's kind of awesome. Five million dollars is nothing to sneeze at. They were one of the first companies during all this to actually come forward and say that they were going to do something other than just support. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's been a lot of extra support along the way as well, but it's been pretty impressive. Again, the five million dollars is nothing to sneeze at, Um, and it kind of incentivizes people of like, hey, you know, uh, buying a GoFest ticket, you know, helps go to to charities. Um, So that's kind of also an, an awesome incentive. On top of you know bonus spawns and potentially shaman or whatever the the mythical Pokemon is going to be, so so I'm not. How do I say this? I'm not being sponsored by Niantic to say the following. Okay, but I think this year is probably the best year to buy a ticket if you're on the fence about it still. Oh because no, because it's we... it's wherever you go. I mean, yeah, you don't have to pay for hotel. You don't have to pay for airfare. You don't. The travel expenses are non-existent. It's wherever you want to be. So I love. I love the little thing that went around. Uh, I think you shared it on Twitter. Yeah, I did. Was it was the uh, Pokemon Go Fest, uh, like the map of Go Fest, but it's someone's like house or apartment, uh, because that's what it is. I mean, you can play Go Fest from. I can just you know lay down and and turn on the radio or whatever. Who listens to the radio anymore? Actually, by the way. That's, I do. That dates me, I guess. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go home and turn on the radio and play Pokemon Go. Um, I'm gonna go turn on the FM FM radio. <laughs> Miss me with that AM radio, that static garbage. Ugh. Um, but you can, you know, hang out. You can like recline and and hang out and be inside in an air conditioned room with all of the maybe alcoholic beverages you want and play Pokemon Go Fest. So you can I do know there's a good amount of uh, content creators that will also be streaming and doing group chats. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So and I mean, there it's... will probably be some communities that do socially distanced uh, meetups. Maybe. You know, it's but it's options. It's it's kind of awesome. So drunk and catching Pokemon, yeah, if you want. Is... I think this is the best year to buy a ticket, not only because of what the donations Niantic is doing and to help support other creators and other charities, but the fact, like you said, you can do it from anywhere, and there's no guarantee that going forward we're going to have this remote capability. Yeah. This might be... Hold on. Oh, fifteen dollars. Hold on. Okay. I something like cut out and I didn't get you for a second. Like, okay. I don't know what it was, but uh, at least my uh, um, my cam link died, and then I couldn't hear okay. you. So I wonder if my USB bus or something was having an issue. Um, so wind back but about like thirty minutes, thirty more seconds. More or less, what I was saying was, I think this is probably the best year to do it to experience Go Fest because, like what you mentioned, with no having to travel anywhere, you can play from the comfort of your own home. But not only that, but you can play at your own pace. You can play it how you want to. And this might be the only year that we get the opportunity to do that moving forward. Maybe. We'll have to see what this uh, coronavirus stuff, how long this lasts. Um, right. 
But yes, if you have ever wanted to and didn't want to travel, I mean, this is your year. Maybe this next two years are like the perfect years for it. So, um, I just got to make sure that I have the, the money for it. But uh, yeah. I know I'm going to be participating. So, um, and hopefully the weather is reasonable so that you know we can get a couple people from our community and then you know pop out lawn chairs, um, and just hang out in the sun, socially distanced for sure. Right. So, because I need to enjoy more of this weather and I don't, this whole thing, like I've spiraled into like a not, not communicating a whole lot with people. So, um, I'm slowly becoming a recluse and I'd rather not do that. Um, so, uh, okay. That is article one. Unless you have any other last thoughts on, uh, GoFest? Nope. Okay. I think it's a good buy. If you can afford it, do it. If not, try and save your allowances and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, money is important, or uh, food is important, I should say. I, I misspoke there. Um, Interesting uh, update right now, if you're paying attention. Uh, Galarian Lanoon can learn regular Lanoon moves right now. Oh. Well, during the spotlight hour. I don't have a Galarian Lanoon, so... That's an interesting twist. Um, huh. Are you going to do that? I might try. Okay. Um, so, uh, update that happened a couple of days ago at this point, um, but is still in effect. Uh, Niantic support, a tweet from them on June 12th. Trainers, we are disabling Go Battle League until further notice, as we're investigating a serious exploit. We'll bring it back online once this exploit has been addressed. We apologize for any inconvenience this might have caused. So... Um, this is, oh, I almost second charge attack a normal. Um, this is addressing the exploit of, I'm not entirely clear as to what was happening. Um, but I will try and describe it the best I can without having like a debug explanation in front of me. So, um, there was an issue with, and I don't know how they were doing it. The only thing I can, I thought I read was that they had the game open in two different devices at the same time and were battling, but they were charging energy at like two times or three times the normal rate with, uh, fast moves and were able to, the example I saw was a Melmetal that was using, what is it? Rock slide, like 50% if not more uh, faster. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any better insights on this, Jesse? Yeah. So what was happening was, is they were using moves at the energy rate. They shouldn't have. So okay. they were firing off things like rock slide multiple times, three times faster, if anything, than you would normally be able to. Okay. Um, so I don't know. Did you hear anything as to how it was happening, or was it just one of those things of like somebody's done it and it seems consistent? Because I they was... weren't able to replicate it, but the fact that this person was able to get to, I think it was like number one or something position on the leaderboards with under three hundred games, they're like, yeah, that seems kind of sketch. Okay, so their win rate was absolutely insane. I was, yeah. I was reading there through were the... other company. There were other players out there, like I think Alphandall, uh, Taco. Mr. Valor and a couple of the other the guys from Ghost Stadium were trying to replicate it as well, uh-huh. but they were not able to. Interesting. Um, I read through the the Reddit thread that was uh, talking about it, 
Um, and it sounded like a number of people had actually encountered that's the same exploit. Not uh, They were on the receiving end of it. So, um, yeah, that's a pretty big exploit. Um, I'm. It's kind of interesting that it's a go battle leak only and not a remote battle that we haven't been seeing it in remote battles or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but that is still going on. Go battle league is still in, I don't know, hiatus, I guess it's still in maintenance. Yep. Um, and that's a the recording today on Tuesday, the 16th. Yeah. So, um, hopefully it'll get, uh, fixed at some point here. Um, if it drags on longer than they'll have to adjust, they might, they might adjust. They won't have to, they might adjust, uh, deadlines for the different, um, leagues so they might switch over to master league at a later uh, later time than they initially initially posted so uh, we'll have to wait and see on that one um, mm-hmm. so G- uh, gbl is currently in maintenance um on to the next things uh updates to the solstice theme and or solstice theme event and bug out event uh these are details these were posted on june 12th um this is just some more information as to what's happening here i'm kind of kind of surprised that the beginning of like the whole beginning of june has been no events which is kind of refreshing um and then the back half of june is uh slammed um so solstice event from friday june 19th to wednesday june 24th um shiny clefairy arrives and lunatown and sorak will be changing regions during the solstice theme event uh pokemon associated with the sun and moon and clearing including clefairy sun current and more will be appearing more frequently in the wild hatching from 5k eggs appearing in completing event exclusive field research tasks and appearing in raids uh if you're lucky let me see if you're lucky you might encounter a shiny clefairy previously you can could get a shiny clefairy only by hatching a shiny cleffa and evolving it so this will be the first time you'll have a chance to encounter shiny clefairy in the wild um this is adding to the pool of um first tiers that later got uh uh babies um and then making those babies be the only way hatching the baby forms are the only way to get shinies so um we've seen this updated with oh heavens uh Magmar and Electivire doesn't have it shiny out. What else am I thinking of? Uh, Bonsly and Pseudo Wudo. A lot of the baby stuff. Yeah. The one I'm actually kind of surprised now that I'm thinking about about it is we don't have Electivire or Electabuzz. That's an For in- shiny? Yeah, we don't have that one shiny yet. We do. It's only do? in the babies, though. It's Elect- the, uh, the Elekid and... Oh. I mean, same thing. Uh, I guess it's so uncommon. I didn't even realize it was in the yet. game. <laughs> it's dumb that I have to consider of like what is what shinies are in the game when realistically all of the shinies should be in the game. It should be like the main series game where all the shinies are there, uh, right? Not locked. Although actually, at this point, <laughs> at this point, there are like some of the legendaries in your first starter are shiny locked to like not be shiny. Um, yeah, just for like event reasons, and then I think they did it with the. They did it with uh, a t- side tangent. Where was I? Uh, through the event, Lunatone and Sorak will be will both be appearing in three-star raids and hatching from 5k eggs, regardless of your location. Here's where things get weird. Lunatone and, Lunatone and Solrock will be appearing in the wild in different regions. See the schedule below for details on when Lunatone or Skullrock will be appearing in the wild near you. 
from Friday, June 19th at 8 a.m. to Saturday, June 20th at 11.59 p.m. local time, Lunatone will appear more frequently in the wild in the Eastern Hemisphere and Solrock in the Western Hemisphere. From Sunday, June 21st at um, let's see, at midnight to Monday, June 22nd at 11.59 p.m. local time, Lunatone and Solrock will be appearing more frequently in the wild everywhere. From Tuesday, June 23rd at uh, 12 a.m. Uh, midnight to Wednesday, June 24th at 10 p.m. local time, Lunatone and Solrock will be swapping hemispheres. Lunatone will be appearing more frequently in the wild in the Western Hemisphere and Solrock in the Eastern Hemisphere. Once the event is over, Lunatone and S- Lunatone will stay in the Western Hemisphere, and Solrock will stay in the Eastern Hemisphere. So, rather than in the past where we've had an event, the entire duration of the event, it's uh, both Pokemon are spawning in the wild everywhere. They're actually going to have a period where they spawn more in their respective regions initially, and then they cross over partway through the event, and they're both spawning everywhere. And then at the end of the event, they will swap. So. Kind of like what we had with Volbeat and Illumise, but they're not switching. So, I mean, well, so Volbeat and Illumise was the last of the events where they just both spawned everywhere. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, so this is an interesting twist of they're not all, they're not both available, period, for the duration, which is kind of bizarre. We have not seen something like this before. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of questioned this. I was like, why is why are they doing that? That's just such a weird sort of it's I such mean, an extra thing. Pokemon. Yeah, it's just such an extra thing. Um, oh, bonus two times catch Stardust. So, I don't know. Go play that event if you want Stardust. Uh, and then... I do. Huh? I do. I know you do. You always want You always want Stardust. I just dropped 100,000. You're a big spender. I don't... What did you spend it on? I'm, I, I just ask. unlocked second moves for all my Galarian Lanoons. Why? Because of the thing going on right now. Oh, gross. <sighs> bug out event. Shiny Dwell makes its debut and more during the bug out event. Uh, get your incense ready. Bug out event is coming later this month. This will be a perfect opportunity for you to work on your bug catcher metal, and you might even catch a shiny Dwebble. By the way, shiny Dwebble really doesn't change much. The spec on its stone turns green. It goes from brown to green. Um, keep an eye on that one. That's it? <laughs> Yeah, have you not seen the difference? It's minuscule. No. Yeah, it's like no. barely a change. And then... Um, Is it like Bulbasaur noticeable? It's something <laughs> like that. And then Crustle turns green. It goes from orange to green. Okay. So like when it evolves, it's it's super noticeable. But in, in Dwebble, it's like not at all. Uh, mm-hmm. So from Friday, June 26th to Wednesday, July 1st, uh, Bug-type Pokemon, including Scyther, Venipede, and Dwebble, will be appearing more frequently in the wild, hatching from 5k eggs, appearing in event-exclusive field research tasks, and appearing in raids. If you're lucky, you might encounter Shiny Dwebble. Uh, more Bug-type Pokemon will be attracted to Incense. Certain Bug-type Pokemon will be appearing more often than others, depending on the day you use your Incense. So this is also another interesting thing of... Uh, this is a little extra. Uh, from Friday, June 26th, to Saturday, June 27th. Uh, local time, Ninkata will be attracted more often to incense uh, on, from Saturday at midnight to Monday at 11.59 uh, to Monday, June 29th at 11.59 p.m. That is my birthday. Uh, Wurmple will be attracted uh, more often to incense 
from Tuesday, June 30th at midnight to Wednesday, July 1st at 10 p.m. local time. Scyther will be more attracted, will be will be attracted more often to incense. Uh, bonus two times catch XP if you're looking for more of that XP. Fun fact about all three of those two, they all now have their shinies available. That is true. I think I'm going to go for Ninkata because that's the one I don't have. Although I also don't have the Purple Wurmple either. So, but I just I'm, got one today. I'm expecting Wurmple to get a community day, but we'll talk about that later. Um, no, that's disgusting. What? You don't want uh, Poison Fang or something? Random on... Evolves? No, I don't want Random Evolves. Or maybe they update it when it gets its community day. Oh, good heavens. I'm getting all of the that USB devices. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. Um, unfortunately, that's the only way I can get. That's like a USB driver, like not recognizing the mixer or whatever. But it's the only way you guys are going to be hearing that. Uh, the only way to be able to get Jesse in. So, um, Although I guess I could turn notifications off. I guess that's possible. Uh, bonus thing. Pincer Raid Day on Sunday, June 28th, 2020 from 11 to 2. Local time. Three-star raids featuring Pinsir will be occurring more frequently. Be sure to have your remote raid passes stocked. You can buy them in the sh- uh, you can buy them in the shop. Uh, there will be a one Pokecoin bundle available featuring three remote raid passes. Uh, and then because it ends. No one wants Pinsir. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, Pinsir is actually pretty solid. Um, it's a good Pokemon. I have a hundred that I've maxed out, and it's been really useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just funny that you know. This was data mined quite a while ago, and people were like, ooh, gross, pincer day. And then it came out, and they're like, ooh, gross, pincer day. <laughs> yeah. The canned response. Yeah. All right. Next thing. So that concludes the news Dude. roundup. Now we're going to be talking about PvP metas. We've got, like, three different things to talk about here. So um, let's jump right into it. Uh, off the bat, we're going to be talking about Ghost Stadium's Stasis. Stasis Cup or just Stasis? It's just Stasis. I guess they don't call it Cliffhanger Cup. Uh, so Stasis is Ghost Stadium's, it's kind of like Cliffhanger, but it's for Ultra League, which is the thing that I asked Jesse. I was like, Jesse, why does Stasis look like Cliffhanger? And then I looked and I read it. I actually used my eyeballs for once, and it says Ultra League. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. It's Cliffhanger for Ultra League. For Ultra League. Yeah. <laughs> Rules, bring any six Pokemon with a max of 250 CP uh, for your team, but you only have three points to spend as you build your battle party of three Pokemon. All Pokemon permitted, but no duplicates. Shadows are not tiered separately. Um, shadows get weird. Uh, it seems like consistently the Self Arena is banning Shadows. So, yeah. Uh, I team- think it's because it's a limitation. Yes, it's very it's limited. And actually, they talked about it in their article about uh, the Sorceress Cup prior to the Sorceress Cup uh, releasing. Um, so it was like late May. Um, did they say 250? 2,500. I meant 2,500. Um, I mean, you know Ultra League's CP values, right? <laughs> right? The Pokey Cup, yeah. less than 700. Yeah, the 250 CP Pokey Cup. Um um let's see so tier a two points tier b is one point and tier c is zero points uh so i'm just gonna briefly run through some of these to get a good sense of what's going on in these different tiers here so tier a i'm just actually gonna read all of these because this is a fairly short list cresselia both forms of giratina armored mewtwo registeel and swampert that is all of those are two points (laughs) 
Tier B is a longer list, so I'm going to keep it brief. So includes Articuno, Blastoise, Charizard, Clefable, Escavalier, Berserker. Interesting. Poliwrath, Reggie Ice, Reggie Rock. Uh, Reggie Steel is in the f- Tier A, so not in Tier B. Um, Snorlax, Galarian Sunf- Stunfisk, Toxicroak. Toxicroak comes out around 200 or 250. Yeah, it's like two twenty four eighty seven or something like that. Interesting. Uh, Obstagoon runs at this list at the bottom. Technically Venusaur if you're going alphabetical, but Obstagoon is like the most bottom. Um, sidebar. Uh, tier C, zero points. Uh, it's a really long list, but it's... It's literally everything else. Yes, it's <laughs> it's the list here and everyone else. So uh, included in Tier C, Ampharos, Kingdra, Lugia, Machamp. Uh, Defense Deoxys, which is kind of surprising. Uh, Empoleon for Alligator. Uh, Zangoose, Zapdos, Heracross, and everything else. So um, an interesting... It's an interesting format. Yes, and it is an interesting... Um, Jesse, you write a note or something. The Discord link doesn't work, I guess, on, on Twitch. Okay. Um, we'll get that looked at. Uh, so Stasis as an interesting way to sort of better support Ultra League, people participating in Ultra League, um, because with the Sulfur Arena doing Great League consistently, there really isn't a whole lot of incentives to do Ultra League outside of uh, GBL. So this is a little a bit refreshing. Uh, I don't have anything powered up for Ultra League, but I also don't... If at some point someone wants to run a Stasis Cup, here locally or something, I wouldn't mind giving it a shot because this is a, or not a stasis cup, running the stasis meta for an Ultra League cup. I would be interested in trying it out because I have not participated in Ultra League and this seems like a nice sort of refreshing difference. So, um, go check out Ghost Stadium for more conversations, both on, I'm sure there's uh, a ton of. I'm sure there's some some threads on Reddit, and then go check out their Discord. I'm sure they've got a, a channel there on their Ghost Stadium Discord talking about Stasis. And, some, and I think some there's feedbacks. a couple uh, flash tournaments starting this weekend to try it out. So if you're if Go Battle League isn't back by the weekend, hop on Ghost Stadium and give this a try. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, more new stuffs and from the Sylph.gg announcing the 2020 Continental Championships. So we are still in coronavirus, so this is still happening remotely, but uh, people's, I believe, invitations should have been sent out for Continentals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think there's probably, I, I think there's one or two more batches of invitations going out still. So I think there's still one or two chances. I'm not that high and I'm not participating, so I'm not paying attention. I, I have uh, read over some of it, so... Um, <laughs> Uh, I want to talk about, so I want to, I want to briefly cover the format cause I think the format is interesting. And then on top of that, I want to talk about the, the competitor, the, the meta I want to talk about separately, but I want to talk about the format for the competition, um, and how they're running sort of the single elimination, double elimination, all of that fun stuff. What is that called? Mm-hmm. Is that just called format? I don't know. Tur- tournament. Um, bracketing or whatever. I don't, I don't know what it's called. Right. Um. There I go with more ums. I'm sorry. Um. Gosh, darn it! Hold your tongue, Stephen. Don't say the u h words. The drink word. The yeah. drink word. No, don't. No, not the drink word. 
<laughs> just call it the drink word. Maybe I should have a an uh jar where I can just put quarters in. Maybe that'll work. Let's see. As a reminder, invitations will be set sent based on the following regional champions, top competitors from large regionals, top of your national leaderboards, global rank cutoff, battle tower champions, season one continental champions, wildcard tournament winners. So actually, I think I think that was an interesting thing that they have d- did. I don't know if they did it within the last two weeks because I don't remember talking about it last episode, but they did wildcard tournament winners. So if you qualified for the wildcard tournament uh, tournaments, you could compete in the wildcard tournaments. And if you won, you got an invite into Continentals. So it's mm-hmm. if you didn't win your regionals and you qualified for X, Y, or Z other uh, f- formats, uh, you could participate in the wildcard tournaments. And I assume, from what I could tell, the wildcard tournaments are like remote versions of battle towers almost, where the competition is super steep, and if you win, then you just get... Uh, you get handed an invitation to Continental. So I think that was an interesting taking the battle tower thought of, okay, there's a ton of huge competition in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Let's put that remotely because we can't have more battle. Like as much as everyone would love, I would love to, to do another battle tower, um, mm-hmm. not competing cause I'm garbage, but you know, streaming and, and helping be a part of the production of that. As much as like more battle towers, battle towers are the in person, whereas the wild card tournaments seem to be more remote versions of that. So uh, yeah. th- that was an interesting addition to invites or to hand out invites for continentals. Let's see. All right. So the format phase one preliminary Swiss rounds. The invited competitors will compete in their respective continentals in a large Swiss style tournament. Each continental Swiss tournament will be scheduled as follows. North American will be on June 27th. Australasia. I, uh, I did not know what I was reading there for a second. Australasia, June 27th, Latin America, July 4th and Europe, July 4th. So it's two per hopefully these tournaments aren't absolutely chaotic as far as uh, numbers and their servers can handle it um hopefully they will and i think they will they've gotten pretty good about uh server bandwidth and stuff and not having any timeout or anything so that leads on to phase two the double double elimination finals the top eight competitors from each event will move on to the final rounds of their respective championship they will face their opponent in a double elimination style bracket to determine the continental champion from each region. The finals will be held on a different weekend from the preliminary rounds. So uh, phase two for North America is July 11th. Uh, Australasia is on July 11th. They're all on July 11th. Maybe I should read this ahead of time. <laughs> um, <laughs> when is it, Stephen? It's uh, July 11th. Phase two of Continentals are on July 11th, which actually makes a little bit more sense. They they all start at different times. Um, so let's see, four-ish kind of sort of hours apart. They all start at, at roughly different times so that they all right, fall within. Yeah, from di- different time zones and all of that stuff. Not to mention we don't want to just crash self-servers like we normally Right, do. but I think the reason that they're all... Well, goodness gracious, USB device not recognized. <laughs> uh, I think the reason they're all on the same day is because it's the top eight from each tournament. So that's 
uh, at 8, 16, 32, 32 mm-hmm. competitors in, in total. So realistically, there's no reason why the servers can't handle this one. I'd be more interested. Yeah. yeah. So, well, that also, you have to count the people watching the brackets go up and down too. Yeah. And just clicking refresh, 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 refresh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What was... Are we under DDoS? No, it's just a hundred million players watching. Yeah. The one thing that I'm interested about, where's where's the meta? I know that they released the meta somewhere, but I don't see it here. Um, Do you need me to send it to you? Upcoming events, maybe. Oh, here. Uh. Yeah, go ahead and send that to me because I don't see it. Er, it no, no, continental board. championship info. There it is. Um, you found it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the, the what was I going to say? So the, that's its format, and I think it's interesting. I'd love to watch the live streams of it, but I don't think, like, I think it's a high enough competitive area that there's only going to be a few people live streaming it, and even then, you'd rather not get stream sniped or anything, so I would be yeah. hard-pressed to actually find any competitors that are going to be live streaming it. There, I'm sure there will be video content, um after the fact king will i'm undoubtedly do shoutcast stuff afterwards um i think i think jiggly dad as well unfortunately i just haven't i think he's i assume he's here west coast because he starts streaming at like nine o'clock um nine o'clock here west uh, uh west coast uh pst so he does a shout shoutcast school, which I've been meaning to to poke my head in. I assume he takes clips from stuff, so I'm sure he'll be doing some videos or some live stream stuff covering that content as well. So there will definitely be videos after the fact, but I would be I'd love to watch it live, but I, I can't imagine that it's going to work uh, or work yeah. well. So <laughs> I feel like it'll be like a post game stuff. Yeah. So Continental Championships, uh, in the same way that Jesse said that because he's not invited, he hasn't looked very hard. Uh, I also haven't, I, I of course was not invited. And so I also haven't looked super hard at it, but it does seem fairly interesting. Um, I also read, I did read through their, um, oh, what do they call it? Uh, let me open their web page as I say more us. Um, okay. Uh, the 2020 continental meta development notes. I read through their, their dev notes on it. Uh, so it's supposed uh, to be, you want to check chat real quick and get that out of there? Uh, mm, nah, I'll leave it for now. If it gets worse than sure. Um, continental championships. I read through the, the, um, meta notes here. It's so it's supposed to be a, um, What's it called? Uh, spiritual successor to goodness gracious, I can't talk, can I? Voyager Cup. So it's it got different slots, um, and different Pokemon are eligible for different slots. So the um, let's see, do, 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 do. whitelisted set of Pokemon restricted to three types. Dual type Pokemon will be classified as a single type. For example, Azumarill is listed as a fairy type, but not a water type. So slot one, fire, water, grass, uh, includes things like the starters. Um, actually, Venusaur is not on this list. I assume he's counted as a poison, which is an interesting... Um, that's an interesting distinction there. Um, actually, also, Mag- wait, Meganium's not on this list? Where is Meganium? Is Meganium outright banned? 
I'm confused. I don't think so. I don't see it. Huh. Yeah, Meganium's not on this list. Um, or Unless it's in ground. No, it wouldn't be ground. It's no. just grass. It's not in ground. Torterra's in ground, but uh, it's not in grass. Fascinating. Huh. So um, these lists are actually kind of small. So you've got uh, Charizard, Blastoise, Ninetales, Parasect, uh, Golduck, Cloyster, King... Uh, no, Kingler? Yeah, no. Maybe. Yeah, that's Kingler. Kingler? Okay. I'm losing my mind here. <laughs> um, and the like... Let me see if there's anything that stands out here as surprising. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, Entei and Suicune are in here. Uh, Moltres is also in here. So there's some interesting picks in here. Um, nothing that stands out too much. Um, I assume because of its moveset and stuff, the Sunny Cheruby, no, Cherum. Sunny Cherum is in here, but that's because it's got, uh, it's a grass type, but with the fire type uh, weather ball. So it can mm. run both, which, you know, fire and grass are both in this slot. Uh, Ghost normal and fighting. So you've got a couple of flyers. You've got some fighting. Um, Polyrath is in this list. Polyrath's um, a great utility. It's a Swiss army knife of types. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. You've got your Chansey if you want to run a tank. Um, let me see if anything else stands out here. Hitmontop is in this. Berserker is in here, but that's because of its typing and stuff. There is a funny argument about that one. I saw a couple of the content creators are like, it's not a normal type. It's a steel. So that, that was an interesting, um, they actually bring that up in the meta insights. Um, let me see if I can find the, here it is, Berserker for, oh, so let's see. After some discussion as to how to codify which Pokemon would belong to which slots, we didn't want Azumarill or Altaria to be available in multiple slots, for example. We decided to create dedicated whitelists. These whitelists are inspired by the above types, but allowed us specific control over which Pokemon would be eligible and how they could be played. Berserker, for example, is neither a ghost normal or nor fighting type, but with inspiration from its Kanto cousin, as well as its access to ghost and fighting moves, we felt it m- had more strategic value in that slot instead of being stuck behind Registeel, which yeah. makes sense and, because yeah. Registeel. Because so, Registeel. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's some interesting uh, in this uh, interesting things within this list. Um, mm-hmm. Frostlass, I think, is one that stands out. Yeah, that uh, slot three is literally pick the metal one you want. Yeah, Awok <laughs> is on that slot two as well. So slot three, Dragon, Fairy, and Steel. Um, Hydreigon is in here. Melmetal is in here. Azumarill. It's uh, got hard hitters. Zuelius, uh, sorry. Zuelius. Um, uh, Skarmory. Mawile. Uh, there's text underneath. Maybe I should read that. Swablu. <laughs> Reggie Steel. So there's a lot of relevant Pokemon in that list. Um, a lot of hard hitters. And again, if you want to see this, go to the self.gg website and it is under the season two continentals. Yeah. So self.gg forward slash season dash two dash continental dash championships. Um, I feel like this might be something like we did a couple of, like last year with regionals where this might become an off-season cup that people want to play. Yeah, that actually, I would be interested. It does seem, it almost feels super narrow, but 
um, just because of picks, but because they classify them in sort of the rock, paper, scissors in each slot, I think mm-hmm. that m- makes you, you have to think pretty critically about, about your team, team and make composition. sure you're not, yeah, yeah, make sure you're not. And be prepared for literally anything. Yeah. Uh, slot four, poison, rock, ice. You've got your Nitos, your Golbat. I think you've got, do you have both mucks here? Yep, you've got both mucks here. Uh, I think the one interesting one in here is uh, Alolan Ninetales, considering it's a charmer, but it's in this list. Your Drapion, Lapras is in here. So you've got some some interesting, interesting picks within this one as well. I think one of the spice picks that we saw do pretty well last year's, within last year's championships, Relicanth is within this pick as well. So mm-hmm. within that slot. Slot five is flying electric and ground. So Raichu, Zapdos, Dragonite is within this slot too. That's an interesting pick. Uh, I think dragon wise, it performs okay. There are definitely better dragons that perform. Um, the only thing that I see that really stands out in this whole list is Stunfisk here at the bottom. Lantern is in here too. Lantern's not a bad one. Um, let's see. Gastrodons are pretty reasonable mud boys. So, yeah, you've got some options. Uh, Marshtomp is in here too. So you've got some. You've got some mud boy, mud boy action here. Let's see. And then slot six: Dark Bug and Psychic. So Beedrill, Venomoth, uh, Alakazam, Fortress, Wobbuffet. If you want to go spice. Lugia. Let me see if there's anything else that stands out here. Uh, Shiftry well, is in here. Glener- so. Galarian, Lanoon, and Obstagoon. Yep. Yeah, so those are big ones. Uh, Hydreigon is in this slot rather than in mm-hmm. the dragon slot, which is interesting. Uh, Escavalier and... Why am I missing it? It is Galvantula. It starts with a G. Um, is in the Dark Bug and Psychic as well, even though it's got some electric-type moves. Makes it a bit versatile. So, mm-hmm. um, An interesting format with an interesting meta. Uh, it is Great League... So and it uses a lot of Great League meta Pokemon, so I can't imagine it's going to, anything's going to stray super far. Um, there might be some interesting teams, but because this is uh, Continentals, I doubt we'll be seeing an absolute Mac ton of spice. So um, you hear that, Jim Corn? He challenged you. Well, I mean, actually, I was gonna say I don't know if did Jim Corn make it to the Continental Championships. Um, I'm not sure. No, he participated in the one that you the uh, regional that you were in, correct? Mm-hmm. I don't think he. I don't remember seeing his list. Or but his, his name player rank might have got him up to that point. That's true. That's true. If Jim Jim Corn, if you made it and you're listening to this, uh, let us know in the Discord, um, or or send us a tweet or something. Um, love to to check out your team later Pick on. Pick your brain for your team. If yeah, you yeah. I'd be curious to see what you got. So Let, let's tell us what you'd like to run and then what you are looking. What to you run. are gonna run? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe his actual team is spicier than the team he wants to run. Ooh. Ooh. Um, okay. So that's Continentals. Continentals are interesting. Uh, didn't go over it like in depth. There really isn't a whole lot of meta to break down as far as standouts because it is still Great League. So I'm going to close out of that. That is an interesting stuff. Go read up on that. Go check that out. Uh, and then one of the last things I wanted to talk about in the meta uh, the meta discussion portion of this is the Sorceress Cup. 
um, some of the cup stats and talking about uh, Sorceress. Uh, so I haven't... Actually, our first round is now. The Battle Science remote first round is up now. Uh, and Jesse and I are actually the... Uh, what are, are we at the bottom of the tier? I haven't looked. Uh, I feel like I would. Unless sure. somebody else with a lower rank popped in with me. Or popped in after me. But um, Jesse and I are matched up in the first round. Um, I've yet to play... I've played some um, prep matches, but I have not played any true Sorcerer's Cup matches. six out of seven. Okay, so someone is beneath us. Somehow. I don't know how anyone's beneath me right now. Don't worry, I'll, I'll see table seven real quick. Uh, if our practice matches are anything to go on. Uh, so, I, I, I don't know. I don't really have a goal covering this, uh, I, other than to say Azumarill has the most matchup picks, and I hate it. So, yeah, and I'm checking like literally all of the different versions of looking at these stats. Azumarill has a and it doesn't lose its position. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a 37, 37 or thirty eight percent usage. In the live cup stats, Alolan Muck comes in right underneath it with a 31, 31 or 32, I think. Uh, let's see if that changes at all. Nope, bumps up to 33, 31 or 33. So a pretty decent chunk of usage. So I don't know. I, I've already <laughs> talked about how I'm not exactly happy with Azumarill, So Yeah. And that's kind of like what you said earlier at the beginning, how they contemplated banning it for this cup just because they felt like... I love their mission statement for this tournament was, or this cup for this month is, we're going to make it so it's not forest. And then we go into it and it's like, well, the same top six things are predominantly controlling. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's also something that you can recover. The, the One of their other... Um... Uh, one of their other goals was to make it less rock, paper, scissors and less dominant mm-hmm. as far as or less prevalent if you lose the lead than you lose the match. Yeah. So less than less than <clears throat> English, less like uh, Forest Cup or Go Battle League. Yeah. Uh, so actually, I'm going to read the from the Meta Insights article. The Azumarill ban button is an easy one to want to reach for however it fulfills an important role in the meta we were looking to create it single-handedly breaks up the charm fighter steel trios and provides a bulky pivot to bad situations we hope its inclusion and alolan raichu's exclusion keep the meta dynamic closer to the interplay uh, of twilight rather than strict hard counter relationships like was found like were found in season one's nightmare cup or the rose cup so yeah yeah, I think Raichu would have been a little crazy. Alolan yeah. Raichu <laughs> I don't remember if... I remember at some point talking about, oh, Alolan Raichu is banned. I don't remember if it was this cup or the previous one. Uh, I feel like it was the previous one. But um, yeah, Alolan Raichu, uh, they were talk- actually talking about that in, 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 the, in the article that its performance was insane because there's, like, there's a pretty reasonable bulk, but it because of the way that it blitzes... Um, as far as like in the buffs that wild charge got it's insane Mm -hmm. and that one of its only hard counters was pylo swine but it also has grass knight not which kind of makes pylo swine not a hard counter so um another one of those i've wanted to use for a while Mm -hmm. and it does really well but it's literally weak to everything yeah yeah so it's an interesting an interesting meta. I don't I'm not surprised that uh, 
I'm not surprised is what's up at the top. Um, I don't think I've ever been surprised other than the one time that, you know, Forest Cup where uh, Ampharos, Ampharos was yeah. at the top for a moment. <laughs> yeah, for a moment. So, but not consistently. So, not not the duration. Uh, I don't know. Lesai. Lesai. <laughs> Golbat would have been an interesting one to keep running. I'm still interested. The my battle chateau is doing a tournament. The thing closes at I think it closes at nine. Closes at uh, midnight Eastern. So I could throw a team together, a different team together. I kind of want to try Scoliopede, but I'm not in, entirely. I don't know. Maybe I should just do it. Try it. Try something different. Yeah. Try something. Just make sure you have your coverages yeah but i, I have like, like what, what are you using scoliopede for can you cover it's what are you using to cover its back yeah mm, i don't know i might throw in i have to double check to see if they've got enough participants if not because i said if uh if they were going to run if they were going to run a, a sorceress cup i would be interested in running a local one rather than running the megas i'm not interested in running the megas that ghost stadium uh provides I just yeah there so for those who aren't familiar with the ghost stadium they have two different types of lobbies that you can play in for pvp there's static and then there's tiered tiered is the one where you play competitively and based on your wins and losses you either move up or down in ranks within the league itself and then the static lobbies are you play with the same people indefinitely or is the other one you change based on your rank the static lobbies they're actually phasing or the Lobbies, I think themselves, they're phasing out, um, in lieu of like the more megas or flash tournaments and stuff like that. Where um, they basically cut all the lobbies and bring them together to participate in group cluster pod, however you want to say it. Grouping of so tournaments. the the way that the from what I read, there anyone that joins the Discord then doesn't get added to battle chateaus no so it's it's now in no you're right they they have their it's like it's three different megas and it's limited to like the first third the second third and the the last third of like the groups of lobbies um so you're able to join one uh one of those megas per month um, yeah and my so. uh my battle chateau we were supposed to start a tournament yesterday but we only had four people sign up, so I think everybody's kind of moving to do the megas. Yeah, that's why I want to double check my uh, my battle chateau and see if they we've got enough people. So, mm-hmm. but I have like two hours to prep a team for it, so I'm like not super excited to rush together a team that I'm probably yeah. not going to be happy with. So, whatever, gross, <laughs> gross. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Goodness gracious. Uh, Let's see. So that's winding down the meta analysis stuff. Not that there was a whole lot of analysis there, just a bit of discussion. If you Um, listening to the podcast want to look more into it, again, check out sylph.gg and then go to Sorcerer's Cup Stats. Yep. Um, Give a look over at what's being performing the best, what's being used the most. Kind of mentally prepare yourself for those in your tournaments if you are starting those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels a little late in the month to be starting tournaments, but it seems actually kind of consistent to be starting like just after halfway through a, a month. 
at least for me. I know that there's the people that do the participate in a meta tournament before they're even they even count as ranked. So they do it like the day of the meta announcement. So, which is wild. Uh. There is a small chance that we will get a meta announcement between now and when the podcast goes up on Friday the 19th. Uh, If the last two-ish months are anything to go on, it'll actually probably be released after the podcast comes out. Uh, It seems like the Silph Arena is releasing. It was consistently around the 18th uh, in the past, but because of uh, COVID-19 and the social distancing and everything, um, schedules have been messed up and they've taken a little bit longer to release metas. So I think it'll probably come out after the podcast comes out, which means we'll have to wait another, another two weeks to discuss it. But that also means we can do some more research and stuff into it. So I'm okay with that. I don't know about you, Jesse, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to hold off another episode like we did last time for almost a week and a half. Yeah. What <laughs> we recorded it on Friday and then released it on Friday. Yep. Yeah, that was rough. I don't really want to do that again. Um, and if if they delay it, then it'll come out after. And I don't really want to. We don't we don't know when it gets released. There like isn't a consistent uh, time for it, so it's something that we could wait. But we're like hedging our bets that it is going to come out on the 18th or something, and mm-hmm. it isn't consistent on that. So it's a worse than six of one, half dozen of another. <laughs> to use one of my yeah. Alrighty, I think the last thing I wanted to talk about. Let me pop open to. I just want to put a neutral page or something on. Let's put a neutral Pokemon Go Live up on the video here. Last thing I wanted to talk about was I posed a question to our Discord that I would also like to pose to uh, everyone listening. So if you guys want, reach out on Twitter. Uh, email us at battlescience.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter at battle underscore science. Uh, trying to think where else can they reach. Uh, hop in our Discord, uh, etc. Um, a question for everyone. Yeah, you got to get the link fixed there on, on uh, Twitch. Um, since the rules... Uh, here's what I put on, and I'll probably give some more context after. Here's what I put on in our Discord. Since the quote rules unquote that decided community day pokemon have basically been thrown out the window with the options in the recent polls what pokemon and community day move combos would you like to see um so things like we weren't expecting pokemon that already had their shinies released like gengar to get a community day um but it is um ghastly is getting a community day with shadow punch we've already talked about that um on gengar um beedrill is one that we were kind of expecting to get a community day um what decent else move being of? added y- yeah oh for sure um so i kind of wanted to i i i poked the discord um deceptive din uh says gibble and not sure on move i'm sure all of us would love to see gibble as a community day i'm not in quite not entirely sure um what uh what the move would be or if Niantic would actually do a Gibble Community Day because we haven't seen it. Shiny is already released. Although then again, the question basically says all of the rules have been thrown out the window. So who cares if the Shiny's been released? <laughs> um, gibble with a Community Day move. Jesse, if you could spitball a Community Day move for Gib- for uh, Garchomp, what would it be? 
Shadow Claw. Hmm. Doesn't it already have Mudshot? Uh, Sludge Bomb. Poison Jab. That might be interesting. Hmm. Give it a fan. Because I know in the main series games, I ran mine with Poison Jab to deal with fairies. See, Eric, I wasn't sure and I didn't remember if it does have Earth Power or not. I don't think it does yet. What if it had something like Ice Fang or Fire Fang to beat out Ices? Fire Fang wouldn't be bad either, just because it would also hit the steels. Mm -hmm. But the ground it has already is hitting the steels. Mm. The Fire Fang would beat Ice. It'd beat Fire. Or it would help beat. I don't know if it would beat outright, because Charm is just so disgusting anyway. Mm, that may be an interesting one. I'd have to run. Uh, okay, so it has Dragon Tail, Mudshot for its fast moves. Okay, Mudshot's Earthquake, the preferred. Earthquake, Outrage, Fire Blast, and Sand Tomb. Earthquake, Outrage, Fire Blast. So maybe a better Dragon move. Is there a better Dragon uh, Charge move? Dragon Claw. Dragon Claw. That might be an interesting one. <laughs> Make it super spammy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with Mudshot, that'd be interesting. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Blackshin references Earthquake Altaria. Uh, I asked him why That's Earthquake. <laughs> and he says, well, he says it one-shots anti-flyers. It's a joke, lol. Uh, it doesn't even one-shot Bastion, though. Bast Bastiodon. So, um, that would be an interesting one, to say the least. Um, let's see here. Uh, Winston the Champ, uh, a charmer with a spamier charge move, Jigglypuff CD with body slam, or draining kiss as a lower energy. I, I uh, agree with the Jigglypuff charge. or something along the lines of getting a faster normal type move because mm -hmm. it's only being really used as a fairy type. And oh, I also have Ice Beam. Yeah, yeah, it really doesn't help it a whole lot. I mean, in realistically, Charm does an absolute bonkers amount of damage. Truck a load so, of damage. Yeah. I'm trying to think what was the other example of something where you can just use the fast move counters not quite there counters are the sweet spot as far as balance is concerned so i guess charm is one of the only oh confusion's another one yeah any shadow pokemon with confusion um or it doesn't even doesn't even necessarily have to be uh, a shadow pokemon but confusion from a shadowed pokemon is all the more all the more damaging Razor Leaf did get some nice changes, though. So I don't think Razor Leaf... Need... We got Bullet Seed, so there was some change in that. Right. But Razor Leaf has just a pure damage. Grottle, yeah. I guess. Grottle basically is a pure Razor Leafer. It does have Body Slam, so it, it helps. But it's more of the anti-Mud Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Winston the Champ, uh, again, uh, saw something on Reddit uh, looking at Woodhammer for grass types. Abama Snow and others could use it. That would be an interesting Ooh, one. Woodhammer is so disgusting in the main series. What does it do? It's just a meteor mash of grass type. Ah, interesting. Pair that with seed um, bullet seed. Mm, I don't know if I like that. Or powdered <laughs> snow. Gross. Yeah, now I don't want it. Uh... Let's see. Pincer with counter. Uh, we haven't seen a one tier as a community day, so that would probably be like raid day. Uh, uh, like we've well, seen with games. you don't consider Pikachu a one tier. No, because it's got an evolution. Yeah. I mean, we saw Gengar get a raid a raid hour with a bonus move, so I could see Pincer, and Pincer's going to get a raid hour uh, or a raid day or whatever. So Raid day, yeah. So that could be an interesting... Uh, addition. I don't know if it would make sense with counter performance wise. 
I mean, everything's better with counter, I guess. <laughs> uh, let's see. Wing attack uh, for Pharaoh, so it can actually benefit from having sky attack and drill run. So Firo is actually one I was looking at for uh, Sorceress Cup because they recently had just reworked Drill Run and I had known for the longest time that it had Drill Run and it also has access to Twister. Mm, okay. Now with, with the Elite TMs out. Interesting. Uh, so Stogo actually comments uh, beneath that. Uh, much as I love Pharaoh, it can't get wing attack or even air slash. We just need peck or steel wing to be buffed. Uh, steel wing would actually be, is one that most definitely needs, uh, a retooling definitely needs a retooling. Yeah. As we've talked about before, uh, the steel types definitely need, uh, there needs to be a better steel type fast move. Yeah. Uh, I mean, steel has always been built defensive and they're sluggish. Mm hmm. But when no when it's a like you look at Skarmory, I think it's like what a ten percent pick rate for Steel Wing, consistently. Yeah, it's not I good. I think that speaks volumes. <laughs> Let's see. Winston the Champ also points out two more. Uh, one counter is an egg move on for Fortress. That would be interesting. It doesn't help There's it out with his fire weakness somewhat relevant in the past yeah and i feel like people are just trying to find reasons for things to be relevant again mm -hmm. i think niantic just as a whole needs to look at what they did with the grass type thing and apply that to more yeah yeah i think the fire and steel types are the two that i can think of off the bat that definitely need help um, electric did get some help with the rework to things like thundershock being available on more things mm -hmm. and wild charge volt switch got a huge at bolt that's uh, the other one. Yep. Huge bump to energy gain too. Uh, so I don't, yeah, I don't think Fortress necessarily needs counter. I think that the steel types just need a better rework. I think the, off the top of my head, in order of importance, I'd love to see a steel rework, a fire rework, and then a bug rework. Um, unless I'm missing, completely missing a type that has like no viability, but I don't think so. Poison could use another, uh, Poison could, use some, poison could use some adjustments. Yeah, because isn't Poison Jab one of the old... Excuse me, one of the it's only the ones. the only fast poison move. It's the only fast poison move? It's the only viable fast poison move. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would be interesting. I, a poison, I think, definitely needs. There's the poison and fire and then bug on top of that are the few that in the main series games rely on stats and statuses. And in mm -hmm. Go, we just don't have that. So it could just be something that we're waiting for Niantic to unveil some new mechanic for uh, PvP. So maybe. But yeah. I, I think st I'd love to see a rework for Steel. And who knows? Maybe it's already in the works. So let's see. And the last one that Winston the Champ um, brings up here is Togekiss with Aura Sphere or something. <laughs> uh, does it? get aura sphere or something i mean i wouldn't mind a toga togepi doesn't spawn in the wild it's an egg pokemon so that would be an interesting that community one. day i want a community um, day for togepi i wouldn't mind seeing it it would be really bizarre for it to spawn in the wild but then again we've already seen pokemon that have already gotten shinies or are two tiers like vulpix or something else be potential community days so the rules for Remember, community days the rules are out the window <laughs> yeah the rules are out the window so who knows i mean i would be down for it because then it could 
if it spawns in the wild, then uh, Togekiss is now more available within Great League. So yeah, uh, it's com- it's it's not more available. It would be one of the only ways it's available, besides mm-hmm. getting super unlucky with trades. So yeah. you know, solid. That would be that would be an interesting pick. So those are those are some examples. I think the one. What were the few that I threw out here? Uh, I'd love to see Vulpix with Weatherball come back. Uh, and then my spicy one would be a Wurmple Community Day with Poison Fang or something on both uh, both evolutions. <laughs> both final forms? Yeah. I know that you were saying it's gross because it's got a random evolution. I would love, 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 love to see a mechanic or something, be it uh, via different uh, evolution stones or something, sort of buck the trend. Or make it a day-night cycle or something rather than just RNG as to what you evolve, what it evolves into. But um, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a Wurmple Community Day. I think it'd be, I don't know, I think it'd be fun. It could be one that we come back, the Party Hat Wurmple comes back as the research reward like we did with the Sunglasses Squirtle. So mm-hmm. that'd be interesting. Or the Onyx Community Day, and in the same boat, uh, Crystal Onyx is the research reward. Oof. So, who knows? Uh, what's your... Do you got anything off the top of your head? That I'd like to see as a Community Day? Yeah. Togepi. You want to see Togepi? I think not I think not being able to have a legitimate Togekiss for Great League really sucks. Uh-huh. What's the, what's the Community Day for it? What do you think? The move that it gets? Uh-huh. Uh... Because it's got a pretty solid kit. It, Charm is its really best fast move. Air Slash is kind of meh. Uh huh. Um, then it's got Ancient Power. Give it Moonblast. Ooh, interesting. Can it get to Moonblast? Yeah. Huh. Hmm. That'd be interesting. Moonblast or Icy Wind? Oh, no. Please, no. <laughs> Charm and Icy Wind. Please, no. Gross. Gross. No, please, no. Good heavens, no. You got I mean, any it's other? Already got, it's already got the uh, uh, fairy to beat the dragon, so it mm-hmm. doesn't really need the ice. Mm-hmm. And now just make it so much more of a threat to destroy. Uh-huh. I mean, honestly, I still think we need to see the thing that we've always talked about in the uh, forced ro- uh, forced swap moves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that a number of episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, would you see like uh, return or something on it? On Togekiss, yeah. Uh, Although it doesn't have it doesn't have a buff debuff kit, so it really wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, no. Hmm. I think at this point it's just speculations, <laughs> right? Or no, it would get what's the what's the wind or the the flying one? It's not gust, the is flying, it? The flying debuff? No, the the move that'll switch Pokemon. Uh, whirlwind. Whirlwind. If it got whirlwind, that would be interesting. Hmm. Fascinating. So again, uh question of community of Pokemon. What would you like to see with uh, the moveset? Um, we'll talk about uh, interesting ones that you guys submit. We'll talk about them in the next episode. Uh, I would be happy to. I'm sure I will. We will discuss them off air as well. But uh, if you guys got any options, uh, hit us up on Twitter, join the discord, um, shoot us an email if you want. And gets all of our, all of the ways of communication so far. I feel like we need to like have some sort of more generic communication format, but I don't actually know what. <laughs> like we're not going to do like an email newsletter or something, but 
I don't know. Well, now that you said it, you're going to probably do it. No, no, I'm not. You know, you know that <laughs> I I was not going to say anything, but now that you have, you know the the emotes that we want to do. Yeah, I haven't worked hey, on those. Update on those. Yeah, but we have concepts now. Yeah, we've got some sweet ideas. So now we got to draw them out and then wait for Twitch to approve them. Um, yeah. And then the YouTube page, nah, no work on that. I'm in a, I'm, have lives too. <laughs> yeah, I am in a moment of flux between mold and moving things around and hopefully getting a roommate and a uh, new job, hopefully. I don't even know, man. So much stuff well, going life on. Life goes on. Yeah. Um, isn't there, it feels like that's a song from Persona. I'm going to go listen to a jazz remix of that one because uh, that's a fun <laughs> one. Thanks for reminding me that. I'm going to go jam out. Uh, I think that's it. You got anything else? I'm good. Cool. Uh, so this will go out on the 19th. Check back in two weeks. We'll have a new podcast episode. Uh, Jesse, do you have any plans on streaming Community Day? Because I kind of want to just hang out. I'm probably going to be out going around doing stuff. Okay. Um, I think as if the weather is nice, I think Community Day. I'm going to go grab a grab my battery bank, grab a lawn chair and hang in the sun and enjoy it. So I don't think we have any plans to stream it. Um, so we will check you guys. We will check back in two weeks. Get out there new... and enjoy Beedrill community day. Yeah. Oh, I kind of forgot what Pokemon it was going to be. I was like, Oh, community is on, on the 20th. I don't know what Pokemon it is. Um, Beedrill community day. Uh, podcast in two weeks new actually the final that was one thing i i uh, meant to make meant to make mention the final silverina meta of season two should be uh should be july right <laughs> so that's uh that's a big thing coming up here yeah off season's coming up so we'll uh we'll catch you everybody in the next episode uh and uh we'll see you guys out there on the digital battlefield <laughs>